Welcome back, everybody, to Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin'. This is our podcast. I am your host, Dutt, with Colby, and we're here, just two regular guys, although I, th- I think we're rather exceptional, exceptional <laughs> guys, here to talk all things sports and, of course, one of our favorite topics, bourbon. Uh, today, we got a great show for you. Hope you uh, enjoy the NFL. We're here to talk about the uh, AFC in particular. We're going to give you a breakdown of the teams, uh, give you some some inside information on each team, our, our picks on who we think will emerge in each division, and, and obviously we're going to make some picks at the end on our conference champions. So, And then, of course, at the end, we are going to taste some bourbon. So with that being said... You know, we like to start our show off, and it originally didn't start this way, but it's become a, a tradition now, uh, this being our fourth episode, we like to start our show off with an opening toast. And we kind of try to keep it uh, current. And this week, a couple of couple big news items that happened. Um, first thing, uh, Jacob Truba, for any of our hockey fans out there, the New York Rangers named him captain this week. He became the 28th captain in their franchise history. And it's actually the first captain they've named since 2018 when they traded Ryan McDonough to uh, the Lightning. Nice. Uh, so they, they've been captainless, which I didn't really understand. Uh, but been captainless for the last four years, and they finally decided Truba was their guy, and they named him, and it seems like the whole team's behind him. Excellent. Um, and I know you've got a special uh, toast you want to speak about. Yeah, I think uh, given, given the uh, event of Serena Williams announcing that she will retire, uh, I think it's very fitting that we – tip our hats or our glasses to her, you know, Serena, obviously, you know, her resume goes without saying, but 39 Grand Slams total, 39 Grand Slams, that's if you count her doubles matches as well. Four-time Olympic gold medalist, and, you know, obviously, I think the biggest thing for Serena is she's really putting a lot of emphasis on gender and race equality, Mm -hmm. and so... um, She's been. I've been a huge fan of Serena since she started, and uh, I definitely don't think this will be the last we see of her. So, you know, with that being said, let's uh, give her thanks. Yeah, the, the goat. The of, goat of maybe of female sports. Yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely, definitely, definitely female tennis. But definitely the goat maybe of female, female tennis. sports. You know, we we might have to discuss that in a future episode. I might miss her in the tennis skirt too a little bit. <laughs> Just have to throw that in there. But. Yeah, she she was always a fashion icon out yeah, there. You never knew what she was going to wear. Definitely fun to watch. Um, so. But yeah, to, to Truba and Serena, uh, congratulations on your careers and uh, cheers. cheers. Yes, All sir. right, let's, let's dive right in. Let's come in hot. Well, why don't we talk about what you're sipping on first? Okay, we can do that. We can do that. I'm, I'm sipping on Willet. The... Uh, Mm. We actually uh, rated it a uh, neat uh, on our very first podcast, and uh, so that's how I'm enjoying it. It's uh, yeah. the pot still reserve, and uh, just a, a good smooth bourbon. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. It's, it's absolutely one of my favorites. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be sipping tonight on it's a little it's a little pale. This is last week's one of our featured bourbons. Uh, one of the that, honeys. Yeah, it's definitely one of the honeys. It was the one I liked most of all. It's yeah. the wild turkey. Okay. American honey, so that's what I'm sipping and on. And actually tonight. it was the one that we preferred of the three. Yeah. Uh, the other two we didn't we didn't 
take too kindly to. <laughs> I'm drink. I'm drinking it neat tonight because I thought if I had put a uh, a, a rock in it, people uh-huh. would think I was drinking water because <laughs> it's well, a little pale. It is awful thick though. You can really oh, see yeah. the legs on the side of the glass. It's nice. I like it. It's it's perfect for a. For some podcasts, it's perfect for some conversation. Maybe a little extra <clears throat> sugar just get you hyped up. It might mm. me talk a little bit more about <laughs> this guy. Yeah, this guy yeah, we for both, sure. We both broke out the two of jerseys. You got the college uh, version. I've, yeah, that's right. I've got the, the Miami Dolphin version, you know, because we're doing the AFC this week. I thought I'd show two a little love. Yeah, um, that's true. But before we get into the previews, let's, let's back up a second and, and come in hot. Uh, you know, one one of the toasts from last week's show was Bill Russell, oh, yeah. uh, you know, who passed away, unfortunately. Um, but this week they came out with the news that league-wide they are retiring number six. Yeah, very fitting. So very fitting. moving forward, now they did say if you're already wearing number six, which LeBron uh, wears number six sure, in right. L.A., and uh, there's I think there's a couple other players that are currently wearing the number. They will grandfather it in so you can still wear your number six. But everywhere else it's going to be retired. And then when that player is done wearing number six, it'll be retired for that team also. So he's joining uh, Jackie Robinson Oh yeah, as two players that were so respected and in the forefront of so much stuff. Of course, we talked a lot about yeah. it last week. I don't want to spend too much time. I mean, on they it. were both instrumental in breaking the color barrier. Exactly. So. Yeah, and, and you know, they retired number forty-two uh, in baseball for Jackie. Now they're retiring number six uh, for Bill in basketball. This coming season, all the players will wear a patch uh, commemorating uh, Bill, and then they'll also have a logo on the court by the scorers table. Nice. So great. Great, well-deserved, uh, honoring a legend. Yeah, um, I mean, he it, the way I the way I view Bill Russell, you know, on the basketball court is he basically changed the way everyone looked at a center. Yeah. So you know, he was he was definitely a game changer of his era, and and eras afterwards. So yeah, clearly very deserving of of this honor for sure. Well, speaking of basketball, uh, let's talk about our boys. Uh, oh, yeah, Bama Nation. Uh, they just coach note Nate Oates just took uh, the squad over to Spain and to France for a little uh, three game exhibition tour. Oh yeah! And uh, so they opened up with Barcelona, Spain, or at, in Barcelona, Spain. I'm sorry, against the Spain select team, which you know wasn't. The greatest competition. No, uh, they no. they beat them one hundred eight to sixty four. Still, still, we have a young, we have yeah, a young yeah, team. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a lot team. of freshmen on this team or transfers, so it's uh, to see them gelling this quick is is really good. They were led by Brandon Miller. He had twenty four points, and then a pair of freshmen, other freshmen, uh, Rylan Griffin and Noah Clowney, each had thirteen. So those three right. players basically accounted for yeah. half, of, almost half of the points. And Coach Oates rotated lineups every night. I mean, he, the playing time was was balanced throughout the lineup. Right. But we have we've got to spend an extra minute talking about our five star. Oh yeah, yeah. I look, mean, look, before don't, we before don't, we, don't get used to him. Don't get uh, yeah, used no, to you, him. You don't blink because no, he's going to be gone. It's a one and done. I'm, I'm afraid. But, but let me let me. Mm. Summarize the, the next two games, wow. and then we'll jump into what you, you were just touching on. Um, but So the second game, we played the Lithuania men's national team, but their B team. 
So right. It wasn't yeah. their A squad. It yeah. was their B squad. Their A squad is nice. Yeah, their yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Nice. I think yeah. Coach knew uh, we, no. we couldn't handle the, the mm-hmm. A squad, so he put us against the B squad. We handled them pretty easily, one twenty to sixty one. Again, yeah, that's pretty Mr. Easy. Mr. Miller led yeah. the way with twenty eight, and uh, the Texas Tech transfer, yeah, uh, Namari Bennett, Burnett, Burnett. I'm getting tongue twisted yeah, here. Burnett. Uh, he was he he was second on the team with nineteen points. And then finally, and to me the most impressive one, was they played the Chinese men's national team, and it was the A yeah. squad. Um, and it was it was a lot closer competition. At one point, uh, China was in the lead, uh, but we were able to pull that game out. 89. That was a second half comeback yeah. from because we were we were hit, handling them easy in the first half, right? Right. Yeah. Coming yeah. coming out of the break, right. uh, China went on a run and took the lead, but then we were able to to recapture that momentum. Again, uh, Mr. Miller uh, led us with 21 points, uh, and Burnett was second with 13. Uh, so basically, you're looking at what's that? 67. I didn't. I didn't add up where the average too. I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming somewhere I mean, around it's looking 22, right, right around 24, 22. Because oh, okay. he had 24, 28, and 21, so he's mm-hmm. right around 24 points per game. Oh, okay. I thought he had a teens there. In no, the, no, 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 no. Okay. No, he was in the twenties all three games. Yeah, you know, um, it's don't blink on that kid, and, man. And He's, one of the impressive things about beating this China national team is they had two seven footers on this team, mm-hmm. and they're a top thirty FIBA national team. Right. So I mean, that's that's a legit win. And yeah. Mr. Miller, Brandon Miller, is a legit lottery NBA. Yeah, I was worried. I was a little worried with our roster, you know, because because we don't get we don't get Javon back. He'll be back. We don't they're get hoping him back to about mid season. They're right? hoping at the beginning of SEC play. Yeah, so so we're going to be without Javon, who's you know, clearly our leader going into the season. We're going to be playing. I mean, I like I like Dom Welsh too. That that we had another another transfer kid. Right. And, he and Mark out. Sears is another yeah, transfer Sears who I think he was in double digits for one or two. Yeah, games. and they're all so versatile with the with the positions that they play. And of course, in Coach Oates' offense, yeah, you, that's what he likes. You basically have to be able to play all over the floor. Yeah, he likes those swing guys. But man, I that Brandon Miller's going to be probably. I think he's probably legitimately, possibly one of the better players we've had in in recent times, especially in in college. I mean, here recently, probably the best you'd have to say was uh, Sexton. Yeah, Colin. Um, you know, Colin he was a lottery pick for sure. Uh, and then uh, I think this Brandon uh, Miller's going to be sure. even better than Colin. Uh, well, we could talk, man, with basketball. All right, night. right. I, I just, mean, I, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to roll. Well, into... you know, there was some news. You know, I follow Miami because of Tua. And they had joint practices this week with the Buccaneers and then mm. scrimmaged the Buccaneers, or not scrimmage, but preseason game with the Buccaneers over the weekend. But really the, the talk out of that whole get-together was uh, before the scrimmage, before I keep calling it scrimmage, before the yeah. preseason game, uh, well, Tom Brady. Glorified scrimmage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's basically let's see the second and third teamers yeah. and see who's going to make yeah, the I squad. Don't, I don't like the preseason. Yeah. I mean, anyway, college doesn't have it. Besides so, the point. Uh, anyway, getting back to what I was going to say was the, the what everybody wanted to talk about was Tom Brady leaving the team and it's going to be gone for 10 to 14 days. And so there was a lot of speculation, you know, is it health-related? Is it something with his family? Blah, blah, blah. What was your take on, on Brady leaving? 
Well, I mean, I, to be honest with you, my first take was he's got marital problems. Right. <laughs> that was my first take. But, I mean, I don't have any worries about Brady being gone because this isn't his first time. This, no, this is not his first little – I thought little, you were going to say it wasn't his first training camp. <laughs> oh, no, not his first – definitely not. But it's not his first hiatus either in training camp. Right. I mean, you have to understand, I mean, he doesn't need the reps. Right. I mean, he's – the only thing that you miss is like if the new players you want to build that chemistry. But he did with. come in early and you know, he Julio worked. Just, he worked. He didn't get to work with Julio a right. lot, but Julio's a consummate pro. He two pros, two, and two they're they're going to be on the same wave. That that I wouldn't worry about. I would. Right. And his coaching staff is this was planned out, so that to me kind of rules out. I just think it's a balance of life for him at this point. He loves the game. He wants to be in the game. He is still a tier one quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he was up there. Exactly. Stat-wise, Stat-wise but everybody he's likes. elite. I, so. My take on this is I'm Tom Brady. I can do what I want. I, I don't want to go through a full training camp. Yeah. I, I, I've earned that right. You know, because players used to do the old, I'm holding out. You sure. know, a lot of the veterans. Yeah, yeah. I'm holding out just so they didn't have to go through you know, all of the training camp because the, the veterans don't need And it. his teammates are in the press saying that this is – I mean, it's actually probably cool better for the team it. because it lets yeah. the backups get some reps. That's right, that's right. Trask is getting a lot yeah, of reps yeah, and, he, and he, looking he, he good. Put up, he put up some good stats he did, in, that, man. in he's, that game he's, against Miami. It was really Trask yeah. against uh, the back or the, the, the rookie, Skyler Thompson. Well, maybe uh, maybe the maybe the Buccaneers are auditioning Trask for a potential trade, or giving him some of that well, but time. They're gonna need. The, yeah, maybe they they're like gonna Thompson need as their backup. No, I'm talking about Thompson on oh, the Dolphins. Oh. But no, I'm saying oh, um, oh. Uh, Trask is auditioning to be the replacement when Tom does decide. Well, let me let me move on to a, another career. Well, while we're talking about football, let's dive right into our, our preview show. You know, Let's do it. The NFL, there's so much to talk about. We'll try to keep it brief on each team, each each uh, division. I don't know how brief I can be on some of this it, like stuff. I, and that's why we split it into two episodes, because we knew it, if we tried to do the whole NFL in one show. When did we get started? What was the time we got started? Do you remember? you remember what time we tonight, started tonight? I didn't even pay attention to it. All right, I got to keep, keep an eye <laughs> on it, because I know we'll probably bleed over. Right, right. So let's uh, just dive right in. AFC, let's start with the North. Home of oh, we're gonna start with the North. Yeah, let's start with the North. Home of the defending AFC champs. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, my my big my big question there with the Bengals is, you know, they were the hunters last year. Oh yeah, they they got the bullseye on the, their yeah, back. This year sure. they're gonna be the hunted, and like you said, they got the bullseye on their back. Before we talk about the specific teams, let me, okay. let me ask you a question. Okay. I'm calling the AFC North the criminal division. <laughs> Think about this a minute. Okay. Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. you know, he had he had legal issues early. Yeah, and I think his son does now. Big Ben, yep. Roethlisberger, yep. issues. Deshaun Joe, Watson. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Issues. Deshaun Watson. Ray Rice. Oh, don't even. We don't even need to talk now, about Deshaun, Ray Rice. Now, Deshaun, what yeah. is up with this division, man? This yeah. division is. This is the the criminal division. But I don't want to get into that because <laughs> I, 
I don't want to start podcasting. Right, get, right. We'll get, get we'll get off on a tangent and uh, yeah. But sure enough, I mean, there's three three different champs the last three years, and mm-hmm. like you said, Cincinnati came out of nowhere. The Cinderella, they were the Cinderella story last year. Who steps up this year? So well, it's funny you say three different champs the last three years, and the team that everybody thinks should have been the best team coming out of the last three years is the one is the fourth team that yeah. hasn't won the division. No. Uh, but but yeah, um, can't get out of their way. So my question with the Bengals is: Is that O line finally going to step up and protect? Mr. Burrow. They made some nice pickups. Nice pickups in the offseason. Right. Uh, what I got? Lael Collins, From Kappa, and Karras. Yeah. They've all they've added three 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 good. I mean, they all graded out really well last year. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely think that that the Bengals improved their offensive line. And that was I mean, what Burrow have, like fifty something sacks last year. Yep. He was sacked fifty times. Yeah. Some of that his problem for holding on to the holding ball. On to it a little too long. But a lot of that had to do with just a porous offensive line. Right. So I definitely think the Bengals have improved. And I think they recognized that that was the weak link and like you said, they went out and addressed it in the off season, so they want to try to stay on top. And I heard uh, today, actually, uh, that Burrow was back at practice. You know, oh, okay. he had the, uh, the appendix uh, yeah. uh, surgery. And uh, they didn't say how much he was actually doing at practice. Probably not a lot. Yeah, I'm sure no. there's not going – if anybody touches him, they're, they're probably going to be cut on the spot. But uh, it's good to, good to hear that he's back at practice. They didn't they didn't have a lot of turnover in their offense and skill positions right. either. So it's it's not like they got to get on a page together. I mean, right. their wide receiver core, they're back, um, and it's deep. And it's, and it's and loaded. It's, it's maybe one of the best in the league. Deep and loaded. Yep. And they're running back Joe Mixon. I mean, he finally he finally was Joe Mixon that everyone expected him to be last mm-hmm. year. I think Joe Mixon's back. Well, on the, flip, good, so. on the flip side of that, you got the Ravens who are always right there competing for the division, but who's going to step up for them at wide receiver? You're jumping around on me, man. I'm, I'm, trying, right. I'm trying to keep you on your toes. All right, you keep do, you on you're your doing toes. that. Let me, let me find Baltimore. You know, the – you got you got Mark Andrews. You know that's a given. That's a given. And, and I mean, you might as well consider him a wide out. Yeah, numbers wise. Right, numbers wise. But I mean, no, he's, I know he's, he's a matchup problem. He's a matchup uh, problem. And he he's he's Lamar's go to. But you need you he Lamar needs Bateman Duvernay somebody in that wide receiver room. You know, he lost his top one from last year, Hollywood. Uh, he's yeah. now with Kyler out there. And, Man, I'm, I'm high on Bateman though. I think Bateman's the he's the total package. Right. He's a total package. He's big. He's fast. He runs good routes. He's got good hands. I, I like Bateman to step up. I think the biggest question for me, and I've always been somewhat not sold on Lamar as far as just the total package. I right. Mean, I know he's a great. He's a much better. Passer than he gets credit yeah, for. Yeah, but he does have accuracy issues. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's in that Cam Newton, you know, big physical. You don't want him getting out in the open field because you're not going to stop him. But when, when you keep him in the pocket and make him yeah. beat, beat you with his arm and not his 
that's, Athleticism. That's what I'm afraid of with the Ravens because, to me, the Ravens are good through Lamar. That's mm-hmm. that's their key. And has the league Caught up figured, up, right. figured out Lamar? Well, and one thing that concerns me about Lamar is he's – a lame duck contract wise. Oh yeah. You know, he's yeah. his own agent. Yeah. And he's and he, he he said this weekend once the season starts, we're right. not no more conversation about exactly. contract. It's over. So and it doesn't sound like they've made any any gained any ground on getting a deal done. So he you know, the Ravens are kinda in the, the driver's seat or in the position of strength because they, they know they've got the franchise tag in their back pocket. So yeah. now we don't have to give you everything you want. You get hurt this year, you're screwed. You don't get hurt, we just slap the franchise tag on you next year and so yeah, I think- it, it's unfair, you know, and Lamar's in a, a disadvantage uh, disadvantageous what's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know if that's a word. He's in a disadvantaged spot, right. is what you're saying. You know, right. he's not he's not in the driver's seat on his money, right? And that's I don't want to say his mom. I know his mom is is a big part, part of his of decision yeah. making. Yep. But you know, on the football side, you know, you got you got J.K. coming back in their backfield. He's he's not he's back at practice. He's not 100. percent it usually takes the second year for a running right. back injury like that. Yeah. Same with Gus Saquon, Edwards. Yeah. Um, they do have Mike Davis, but Mike Davis has sort of been a—he's a journeyman. I mean, yeah, he, he's an average dude. He, he, he's he, not gonna. He's not gonna. The defensive coordinators are not really going to have to defend him throughout the week. Right. You know, they're not going to the, do so the, much planning. The Falcons tried to make him the featured back, and you know he's he's a good complimentary back. He's a good one or two weeks give you a, a great game, but. He's not a he's not a season long featured back. Yeah, and 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 back on the receivers, you know, I, I I like Bateman, but after that, it's a bunch of guys that you're just not familiar with that mm-hmm. are going to have to step up. And and Lamar does so much off schedule. Yeah, you know, I I I'm just never a huge like I'm not a huge Mahomes fan because everything his success is off schedule. Right, it's, it's just. It's like you draw it up in the sand. And so I'm not a huge fan of that style, which right. which is my problem, but still yet. As far as the, the Ravens go, you know, their their secondary their secondary struggled last year, mm-hmm. but it was largely due to the pass rush. And the pass rush has gotten a little bit better. Um, but for me, you know, I still I'm a little down on the Ravens just because yeah. they're and I've been, you know, they they, weapons. they drafted uh, the safety out of Notre Dame real high, yeah. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, Kyle Hamilton. And uh, I've been hearing a mixed bag uh, out of camp with him. Yeah. You know, some some days he's 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 all over the place, and other days he's lost. Yeah, I think I think Kyle Hamilton to me reminds me a lot of uh, of the kid that was drafted out of Clemson for Arizona. Oh, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Yes. Thank you. You know those those kind of guys, those gadget guys. Yeah, they're gadgets. You gotta you gotta move them around. You know that in in today's defense, there's really they're positionless players. Right. And when you try to when you try to stick Hamilton into a position, I think he can get lost, especially at the, you know. Well, that's what Miami level. tried with Minka. Remember when sure. when they drafted yeah, Minka, yeah. and then they they trained to Pittsburgh, and he and he he's a stud. He's yeah. all pro. Uh, so. Speaking of Pittsburgh, we'll just stay there and right. talk about them. You know, one thing 
in this whole division, the division is is hinging on quarterbacks. You know, we just sure. talked about Lamar and, uh, you know, what's he going to be able to do. We talked about Joe Burrow's importance to the Bengals. Well, the biggest question hanging over the Pittsburgh Steelers is who's going to replace Big Ben? Big question. Here's my big thing about, about the AFC North. You know, I think you have a clear separation to me of, of teams, but the AFC in general mm-hmm. is strong. Oh yeah, and so you're gonna so there's a division's gonna have to come up with the losses, right? Because there's a there to me there's a clear division that's head and head and tails above the rest. And so, I mean, there's there's other teams that are good in others, but so that I kind of have you know for me I just. I just don't. I don't see the Steelers. Well, and you know, uh, doing well this year. Tomlin has never had a losing season. I know. I know. And Tomlin's a great coach. This might be his first. Uh, you know, it's coming down to Trubisky, Rudolph, and Pickett. And which, Pick, yeah, I, I mean, and and to be honest, all in all the reports, all the quarterbacks are not looking good right. out of camp, but. Right. But then you get the game the other night, and Pickett actually looked pretty decent. Right. I, I still think Trubisky will – it'll be his job coming out of camp. Now, how long he can keep it, that's another this question. This is my prediction on the Steelers. Trubisky starts. Mm-hmm. He loses his job midseason. Pickett gets handed the keys. Pickett struggles. Struggles the rest a, of the year, but he's Mason, Mason Rudolph comes in to clean up see, at the I, end. See, I don't know that I would Just because do, he's been there forever. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I, if I you wouldn't go, either. If you but, go to Pickett, you got to stick with him and just let him take his lumps. But maybe maybe at the end of the season, they're battling for that wild card slot. It, and if, they, if there's something still to play for, yeah, then you got to do what's yeah. best for the team. But I think you know, uh, uh, the, the psyche of a rookie quarterback – uh, is so fragile, and if you're if you're yo-yoing them back and forth, like sure. like uh, like Tua, yeah, Tua. And <laughs> I was trying to think of the the coach's name that oh with Tua, oh Brian Flores, Flores. That's it. I I I've yeah. tried to black block out that name because <laughs> I'm not a fan of his, but because uh, I, I yeah, yeah no. he was he was and if Tua wasn't as mentally strong as he is, which yeah, I know we're jumping around. Let's hold off let's, on two. Let's, let's get back into the north. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get on that soapbox. Uh, so the last team in the north. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about the Steelers? I mean, I just. I think they're the cellar dweller this year. Yeah, I mean they have to be. I mean, I the problem the problem with the Steelers to me. I mean, it's basically T.J. Watt and Minka on defense. Now I, mean, I, I I give you you mentioned him when we did our fantasy football uh, preview show. But Pickens, it, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He he's gonna be a good one. He looks to be a good one. He's, I mean, he does look good, but you know, he's still gonna have to have somebody to get him the somebody ball. to get. I mean, I think the Steelers have some some blocks, and of yeah. course, you know, the Steelers have one of the better coaches. So, yeah. but I like I, like you said, somebody has to lose, and I just don't right. see that the Steelers. I don't see that the Steelers are gonna be able to compete at all. The, bi- the biggest question mark in that division is how many games is Deshaun going to get to play? And I really thought by the time we taped this podcast, this week's show, yeah. we would know what the result of the appeal was. But right. they still have not given out the result of the appeal. It's still 
six games, but it's still under appeal uh, by the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, there's still no. The Browns are hard to gauge, you know, because their roster's talented. Oh, loaded. Their roster's talented, and with Deshaun, you know, with Deshaun, I, I still, I still have the Browns as a eight to ten win team. I mean, I. I just still feel like the Bengals and the Ravens. Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Brown, Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, that's how I yeah, have it ranked. That's the way I, mean, I see it. I, I mean, I think a lot a lot changes for me if Deshaun is only six games. I mean, I think uh, – And I haven't looked at their early schedule, you know, whether uh, – uh, is Beef brisket, as you would call them, or <laughs> Jacoby brisket. Beef brisket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You no, know, I don't know if he can keep them in in any of the games uh, to, to, until Deshaun gets there. You know, I'm well, hearing I mean, the the Jimmy G rumors again. Yeah, I heard that. Their defense is great. I yeah. mean, their defensive line added Jadavian Clowney and Chase Winovich. Yep. And yep. Chase Winovich is one of those guys that's like a he's like one of those players that you just plug in in certain times of the game, and he comes up with big plays. He'll come in with that yeah. high energy. Yeah, high energy. And, he's uh, definitely not a all, you know, he's not a three or four down. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting sure. trade with the the, the Steelers, I mean, the uh, the Browns and, yeah. and the Patriots, Patriots. Uh, sending Mac Wilson uh, over there, and he looked good in the he did uh, look good in the in their opening preseason game. So, do you have any? You, I mean, like I I even have I come up with some predictions. You know, I mean, I I just. I just don't see – I don't see anybody – to me, I think the Bengals win the division. I just The only I, thing that keeps the Bengals would be if, if something were to happen to Joe. Oh, yeah. Well, well without that, – that was standing for sure. Any injury clearly changes things. But I just – to me, I think too many questions with Lamar. His, his last three years, he's declined. Mm-hmm. And I just – I just feel like they've – Figured him out, keep him in the pocket. He's got a great arm. He's just not accurate. Right. So I like the Bengals. Yep. Yeah. Same. All right. Same. Let's, let's go to. Let's go down south. All right. You're, let's you're, go down south. Okie doke. Who you want to start with? Who you? Well, want, I, it, you want to start? I'll start with who I I think is is definitely definitely the to me this is the weakest division in the AFC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, there's got... there's one team to me that's head and, head and shoulders above the rest. There's a second team that is on the playoff bubble, and that's not the Texans. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Now the Texans and the Jags, they're still a few years away. Uh, to me, the Colts are the class of this division. Easy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm with you. Matt Ryan, I think, has still got a few good years left in him. And he's he's behind possibly the best offensive line in the league. He's yep. got an excellent running game to to lean on, and he's got some good wideouts to throw to that kind of resembles the wideouts he had in Atlanta in his heyday. Uh, so you know, great run game, solid defense. All Matty Ice has to do is make the plays when when they need him to make the plays. He's he's proven. He's yep, proven yep, he can yep. distribute that ball, so, and, and he's my kind of guy. So I, I like the Colts a lot in this division. I do too. Okay. I do too. I like the Colts. I like the Colts head and shoulders above the rest. Unfortunately, I think the Titans. I the think, Titans actually did had maybe the worst off season. Yeah. 
And I think they peaked already. You yeah, know? I don't know. I dove into some numbers on on the Titans in terms of, you know, quarterbacking. And I just think – I think Tannehill – Tannehill reminds me – not doesn't remind me of Cousins, but – He's he's, not, he's 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 a notch below. He's Cousins. a notch below, but he gets he doesn't get enough praise for as good as he has been. Right, and that's what rating I, wise. That's what I've got wrote down right there. Is Tannehill good enough? I think he is good enough, but I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like the Titans the Titans didn't do enough in the off season. Yeah, you got you got D Henry, who when he's healthy, he's the best running back in the league, but. Ah, yeah, but his foot injury was a foot his, injury. That's a tough one yeah, for a running back. That, that foot injury wasn't considered career threat. No, you know? but it's still. And have you seen his workout videos? No, I, I haven't seen any of this yet. I've, I've usually see him in check, all the other. Check out Derrick Henry YouTube workout videos. <laughs> you'll you'll believe it. King Henry's back. He's fine. Yeah, I think he's fine. But I think the offensive line is going to struggle. They I lost think, their best receiver. Yeah, and I think. I think Derrick Henry's going to get hit a little early yeah, in yeah. the in the play than he's used to. Well, you know, it's hard for a one-dimensional team, you know, or a one-player team. You know, like we were talking about Baltimore. You stop Lamar, you win. Right. Tennessee, you stop D. Henry, you win. You know, you don't have that A.J. Brown threat anymore. Yeah, they added Robert Woods and, and Burke. Yeah, uh, I like I like the, the trade on Burke. I like that pickup. I mean, I think he's big body kid. Yeah, and he's but it's got still some... a, it's still a step down from yeah. from AJ. But you know, we we said this in in one of our first podcasts that rookie wideouts are coming into the league and transitioning very smoothly. So yeah. it could be a much smoother transition for the Titans. But I I still feel like. The Titans have taken a step back, and I think I the Colts are immensely I I more talented. Yeah, you had you had them neck and neck, or maybe the Titans slightly ahead, but I think now it's it's the Colts took yeah. that step forward, and and the Titans took a step back. And and I think Mike Vrabel is is probably worth a two or three wins on his own. He's just to me, he's that good a coach. I think the the players will play for him, right? You know, he doesn't struggle with motivating his guys, and, and his guys respond to, to Vrabel because he's been there, done that. And I think he has that connection, which is the complete opposite of the Jaguars and their coach last year. Yeah. That they yeah. were smart enough. And, I, and I, I'm going to take credit for being on that on that ahead of time saying that was a horrible hire. You're going to bash anything Ohio State. Well, I'm going to bash anything <laughs> Urban Meyer. And, and that's yeah. just just be, that's going off of facts and being objective. Yeah. Now, the fact that, you know, he was a Buckeye coach was a strike against him in my book. But still, yeah, there well, was so much. So many red flags everywhere he's yeah, been. Yeah, so many red flags. And anyway, so I, I like Doug Peterson. I yeah. think that hire is good. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, like Vrabel, I think Doug Peterson is worth a couple of victories. Right, and that's what I said, you know, that or had in my notes. Is much better coaching staff than than with Urban Meyer. But they're still a few years away. I yeah, mean, definitely. They were so but they're adding pieces. That, yeah, it's, it's, they're adding pieces. You know, and does Trevor Lawrence take that year two step? Because right. I got to tell you, you know, for as hyped as he was – Coming out of high school, coming out of college, 
He did not look like he should have been the number one overall draft pick last year. Yeah, but he 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 had some moments. I'm gonna give you know I I was I was saying the same thing, but I'm gonna give Trevor Lawrence a a, a hall pass on last year just because of the Urban Meyer mistake hire. Yeah, yeah well, I mean that was a rhyme. Did you hear that? <laughs> Urban Meyer mistake hire. That ought to be a T-shirt for Jacksonville. But I'm gonna give him a break on that because. I still think he's ultra talented, and I think Peterson is good with quarterbacks. Right. He, ATN's back at ATN healthy. ATN is back. I so mean, they'll have I a two-headed. Uh, of course, I think Robinson's a little banged up right he now. He is, so, and but, he's uh, he's off of an Achilles. Yeah. So, so once, but he was. It's not like he was explosive anyway. Right now, no, he's more of a he blotter. Was a, yeah, he's more of a between the tackles, bowl right. over guy. So, but I mean, I'm 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 a little I'm a little less. Happy, I guess, for the Jags and, and what they did with Christian Kirk. I think they overpaid there. Absolutely. And I think he'll be good. I think Marvin Jones will be good. He's a little older. Zay Jones is going to be good. But, unfortunately, nobody there is great. Right. And I think, you know, the Jags will be drafting early. I was going to say, the good news is yeah. they're going to have another high draft yeah. pick next year. Yeah. Where maybe they can get, uh, the, you know, a uh, – Jordan Addison, or, or you know, a top wide out that that can be a difference maker for them. Uh, yeah, next year their their O line is their O line is not good either. And right, that's not good for Trevor. No, no, I do like ATN. I think he's going to emerge as a. I could see a lot of you know dumping off. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, rather, rather than getting creamed, let me just Trevor dump, Lawrence dump it off to the running back. Checked down more last year than any other quarterback. So. Yeah. And I mean a lot a lot of that had to do with with time in the pocket. So I don't like I said I'm giving him a hall pass. Right. I mean I think uh defensively I'm going to be interested in Trayvon Walker. I mean right now he looks freakish. Mm-hmm. Um he looks he looks like he's going to be good. I I was kind of thinking bust was was well, on I him think, but uh, I don't you know, know. He's being put into more of uh, a position where he can thrive more than he, what he was at Georgia. True. Yeah. Uh, true. He was a positionless player at Georgia, which was right. odd to me, but but it obviously it didn't hurt him. Right. You know, he did well. So, and I I think he's going to be a good pro. I mean, right now watching you know his first little bit of action. I mean, he de- he definitely looks like he's going to be a a man among and then uh, other littler men. Right. Not then, boys, but littler the, men. The last team in that division, who's also Probably looking at a at a high draft pick next draft uh, season. Oh yeah, is uh, the Texans. Yeah, and uh, you know the question there is uh, is Mills a legit franchise quarterback, or are they going to be you know positioned to take one of the the top guys that are coming? You know, next year's quarterback class is supposed to be loaded uh, coming out of college. So are they going to be? Looking for their franchise quarterback next year, or is Mills gonna, uh, gonna seize de- that job? It's gonna depend on Davis Mills. I think he's playing for his job, to be honest yeah. with you. Oh, I mean, I think he, he's he was a third round draft pick, right? Third, I think he was a third round draft pick. So there's not a lot of cap money invested. Right. It might, so might even been later than that. I, I think it was a third. I can't remember. I don't know if I even have that in my notes, but yeah. I do know that uh, I do know that he was just he was obviously inconsistent but he was a rookie well you know coming out of high school he came out the same year Tua came out and he was the number two rated quarterback mm. that year and went to stanford well i mean he showed flashes he's, he he's showed got flashes. talent he's got the size he's got the arm and uh, they seem to really like him because when they were talking right. you know the, the whole time they were talking with cleveland 
about trading Deshaun, they never once wanted to get Baker back in return because they, they like this Mills kid. Yeah, I, I still think with the class coming out, mm. oh, every, yeah, yeah. every oh, he's, team he, in the top if five. If you got is, a questionable quarterback this year, if they, yeah. you know, the Giants with, with Daniel Jones, the oh, yeah, it's, they're Washington all gonna be with tempted. Uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, Texans with Mills. If you got a questionable quarterback and he doesn't show out this year and you're in position to get one of these C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young next year, yeah, watch out, Miami it, guy, Miami it, quarterback. Yeah, there, it's coming. There's, it's a, it's a healthy class. Yeah, it is. I, I really, you know, I really think the Texans are building, yeah, uh, I, and they and, are. and they haven't, they haven't started to benefit yet from the Watson trade, right? And so that'll be this coming season where they'll benefit. And you know, they added Stingley, and I think. I think that's good. I mean, and if you buy into preseason hype, you know, Stingley's already a well, Hall of Famer. And, and I mentioned last week as my fantasy sleeper, Pierce. Yeah. And he looked good he in did. their preseason open. He did look so, I mean, good, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I they've, think They've added a lot of pieces. Yeah, I think the Jag, Jaguars and the Texans are building, and, and they're doing it the right way. They're not just throwing money at, yeah. at vets and saying, oh, hey, we, they're, they're being realistic. They, they know – we can't compete this year. Yeah, probably can't compete next year. But two, three years from now, yeah, their key is adding quality players that develop mm-hmm. and picking up quality players in the draft to develop. Right. They're doing it, like you said, they're doing it the right way. Yeah, and I actually think, I actually think the Jags and the Texans are playoff teams in in two years, based on based on where they're at now. Now you saying. Two more seasons, then playoffs, this, or this not season, this season, but next season. No, no, they can this be a season and next season, okay. and then the following okay. season. I, so, I, th- as long as they continue on the same, same I, path. I like their coaches. I like Lovey Smith. I don't think he's a an elite coach, right? But maybe it's because of the situations he's coached in. You know, who knows? But I like Lovey well, I mean, Smith as did, a coach. He had some good years in Chicago. Yeah, but I there's there's no team. In this division, now I mean, it's, it's this is a, a top-heavy division. Uh, like I said, I don't think I think the Colts. I think the Colts are actually going to be the number one seed in the mm-hmm. AFC because okay. of this division. Because I see this as the weakest division, and I think the Colts can be the number one seed uh, come playoff time. Okay. All right. I I can live with that. I mean, I, I still think. No, I, I'm not, I didn't say that's who I'm. Picking to win the conference, but I see them as the number one seed. Okay. All right, you want to head down, head to the east? Let's do it. Okay. And here again, I think you've got one team that's head and shoulders above the rest, and that's the Buffalo Bills. They were right there with Kansas City last year, lost to them in overtime, heartbreaker, because mm-hmm. they didn't even get to possess the ball. And, you know, they've changed the rules now because of that game. Yeah. Uh, so they were loaded last year. And Thank there's goodness. no and if they win that game, they might go on and beat the Bengals and they might be in the Super Bowl. Right. 13 seconds. Yeah. 13 so, seconds. you know, the Bills to me, they're loaded. And they got even more loaded by bringing in Von Miller. Sure. And I mean, my, Von Miller's Mr. Super Bowl. He did, every team he goes to, he takes them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that I mean that was their deficiency last year, if you can call 
the 13th ranked pass rush <laughs> or or against the run excuse me and I know he's a pass rush guy but but he clearly upgrades their their line um you know I, it's gonna to me it, as long as Tredavious White comes back healthy in the secondary I'm I mean he was out with an injury Tredavious mm-hmm. White is a huge uh impact player for them they did draft Kyir Elam um, in their secondary, and he's been looking good in camp too. So, I don't think there's really much to talk about. No, I mean they're, they're probably their biggest question mark is who's going to run the ball for them. Yeah, and I I do I, I know we you know, talked I know you about like it. Cook. We talked about you it like in our Cook. fantasy p- podcast. I do like Cook. I like his versatility from an NFL standpoint. Right. I think he's better than his fantasy value, but. I think he gives, and you know, Josh Allen's not a huge checkdown guy. Nah, nah, he wants you he know, wants he, to hit digs deep. Or, and I'm 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 thinking the Bills are going to cut down a little bit this year on Josh Allen's, you know, the, the, his running. load. Yeah, on his on his load, but it's not going to really matter. Well, and, and I, I've heard so uh, this good. past week, I heard that uh, they're flirting with o- o- Odell. Oh wow! Okay. You know, because Vaughn and Odell. Won the Super Bowl together last year with the Rams. Yeah, and so Von. I knew Odell was still out there. Yeah, Odell, well, I mean Odell got hurt in the Super Bowl, so right. he, you know, nobody's rushing out to sign him. They're going to wait until later in the season when he's healthy and can contribute. But you know what I like Von about is Josh him. Allen so much. He picked a fight with his own nose guard in camp. <laughs> I like that. Hey, go after the biggest, baddest, craziest guy on on the team. He ain't so little himself, but you're gonna win. You're gonna win your teammates over doing that. There's so much to like, but I mean, I think this. I think this is potentially the Bills, the Bills year. I really do, and I like OJ Howard. Add, I think OJ has a chance to maybe give his career that lift that he needs. And and there again, his problem has always been staying healthy. Yeah, staying healthy. And speaking of staying healthy, I've got the next team in this division that I think can make some noise is the Miami Dolphins. Yep. And, uh, you know, our boy Tua, you know, if he takes that next step with with all the skill players. There's zero excuses. They've got, a, they've got a track team. It's a zero excuse year for me because of the coach, too. I They're, think the coach is going to – Put them into plays that they can succeed. Right. You're gonna get, you're gonna get Waddle and and Tyreek, the cheetah and the penguin. Just get them the ball and let them do the rest. Right, and that's and that's what T- Tua is. His strength is quick release and accuracy, and he will hit those two in stride where they they don't have to slow down for the ball. He will put it in in a spot where they can hit it full speed. And that's why they can get that yak. You know, you know where I disagree with how two has been used mostly. You know, I like I like McDaniel coming over um, from the Kyle Shanahan tree. I think he's going to bring a whole different look to the offense. But to me, every and and we talked about this at Alabama. I I don't view Tua as a dual threat guy. No, no. But he's been considered a dual threat guy. He gets second, hurt when he becomes a dual threat. Exactly. <laughs> second most RPO plays last year he was called. Right. But how many times did he actually run? A lot. His more RPO. than passing than you think. But when he's doing an RPO, it's more 
the run to the running back option or the pass. Right, but I don't I don't like the play call. I don't I don't like the play call because I think to a, and their offensive line is better this year. They're not they're still yeah, not there. There's still some question marks. But they're better. So the question is are they going to be able to give him a pocket? Let him let him drop, let him climb the pocket and let him pick apart a defense because there's one thing I do know about about Tua is he makes his mistakes when he goes off schedule and when, when he tries to extend the play. Yeah, and then he so, either makes a mistake or that's when he gets hurt. Exactly. So I don't I don't like the RPOs for Tua. Now I, he needs a good clean pocket where he can have. Last exactly. year he only had like two seconds in the pocket, and then yeah, he had to get rid of it. Two point five. Can, if they exactly. can give him three seconds, he, he was. He was top ten quarterback in the league with a clean oh, yeah. pocket, and he, he can be he can crack that top ten if they will give him the time to do it. To me, he he to me he's the ultimate pocket passer. I don't I don't want to make any claims that he's a Tom Brady or whatever. But if you give Tua a, a seven step playbook, five step playbook, three step playbook, let him pre snap read at the line, post snap read. He's a smart quarterback. And there is zero question to me he's the most accurate quarterback you know, in the, the NFL. Tyreek caught a lot of hell when he said Tua was the most accurate quarterback in it's the league. It's a fact. But, and me and you have had that discussion back in the Bama days when we were comparing Mac Jones to Tua. And like I said, Mac had a higher complete, completion percentage, but his receivers had to adjust sure. for uh, the ball yeah. more. Yeah, when Tua and Tua was throwing to Henry Ruggs, who four two guy, right. Jalen Waddle, and he was hitting those they kids never right stride. in stride. They were at full speed when they caught the ball and kept going full speed. So to me, that is Bryce, laser pinpoint accuracy. And, and to your to your point, Bryce Young's accurate. Yes, but he's not as accurate as Tua. Nah. Jamo, we lost Jamo in the national championship game because, because of the that ball throw. was. Little off his him. back shoulder. Yep. Yep. Tua hits the guys in stride. Oh, yeah. Tua's Tua. a pocket passer. Keep yeah. him in the pocket. Keep him clean. He if if he if he reads the defense pre-snap and it tells him to throw a five yard out or right. a slant to Jalen, yeah. then he's gonna do that. Tua yeah. Tua is that quarterback. So that, that's that that's, if if that offensive line they don't even have to be great. If that offensive line can be average, they have to be average. Yeah, exactly. They've got an excellent defense. Oh yeah, Miami's yeah. got it. The, the their corners and safeties. They're, they're, building, Howard they're and, building their team absolutely. correctly too. Uh, they lost so the first that, round draft pick. Which if, hurts, yeah, but. if that offensive line can do, be average, they're going to be an exciting team to watch. That's that's my notes. I said I said I, I love the roster. Keep Tua clean. Open up the offense. Yep. Don't handcuff him. And they can be a dangerous team to the Bills. Yep. I believe they can I, be dangerous. I don't mean right. beat them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they can steal a game or a game from the Bills. Yeah. But I still see that their schedule is tough, man. Yeah, they, they got – and, the, and the, the opening, like the first four games yeah, is, is brutal. brutal. And, the, and again, we're going we're gonna to get to it in a minute. Some, some teams just have to lose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, only seven teams can make the playoffs. That's it. All the right. Patriots, you know, they're, they've – they're – Perennial playoff team, but I don't. I, I think I think they miss it this year. I do too. I I, I mean, but it but are the offseason moves classic Belichick? It is classic Belichick. Classic but Belichick. I think I think he's almost getting to the point where he's out thinking himself. He's he's trying to make such a point 
of how great he is that he's missing what he really needs to do to be great. I think it's maybe time to discuss, is he really the GOAT of NFL coaches? I mean, honestly, without Brady? I mean, he's got to win something without Brady. Yeah. Brady won without Belichick. Right. So, but I'm a little, I'm worried. I'm worried about, you know, losing McDaniels. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in Max ear. And, and that's part of what I'm saying about Brady. I mean, not Brady, sorry. Belichick almost trying to outthink him because he doesn't even have a true offensive coordinator. I think he's going to be like youth football. And he's going to call it both, both I mean, plays for the offense in, and defense. He's got two failed <laughs> Head coaches yeah. who failed miserably, miserably, who never were offensive coordinators. No, I like mean, a, Joe Judge was a special teams coach. Well, and, Day, Dable, isn't Dable on their no, staff? Dable's now the Giants cat coach. Oh, you would know that, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, he's it's Patricia. Patricia from Detroit. Him, yeah, from Detroit, and he. I want to yeah. say he was a D coordinator when yeah. he was last time he was in New. Yeah, so I mean, I, he's got those two guys handling the offense. The pro the problem with guessing against Belichick is this is just his style. I know it's his style, and you really it's hard to second guess it. The offensive line is always a strength; they're always good. The running backs, it doesn't matter yeah. who their running backs are, but they have two really good ones. And you know, if if Devonte Parker can really step up and be Devonte Parker that that he's been told he was, right? Then they, then Mac Jones has got a number one. Well, Bill's going to outwork all the other coaches, and that's – I don't think he sleeps. That's what thats what makes him what he is. But, like I said, is it – it's almost like Lamar. Is the, has the rest of the league caught up to him, and now he's needs to quit being cute and, uh, you know, get back to business. Yeah, I think, I think their secondary is their Achilles this year. I think they got a really good young uh, front seven – they got some good pass rusher, rushers, Matthew Judon. Mm-hmm. Of course, they have Barmore, who had a great year last year. Yep. Is he going to make that next jump this year? I think year? he will. I think he's. Yeah, I think so too. And he and reminds Josh me a lot. Of, he reminds me a lot of Quentin Williams. Yeah, he does. Me too. So I like this team. I think they have the potential just because of Belichick and and I like Mac Jones. I like Mac. Well, we didn't talk right. about Mac. No, no, and, I don't, and we don't want to. And Mac is he's done a lot. Uh, he's he's beefed up a little bit. Put you know he put in some work in the off season. He did a lot more studying. Max a he's he's a between the ears quarterback. Well, he's, he's not. No, he's, he's not the he's, most physically gifted out there. No, but he, but he can run enough. He can move. He moves his body enough right. to avoid sacks that he's not seeing with his own eyes. But now he's innate. Now he's got. He he loses his offensive coordinator from last year. He How's does. that going to affect he him? He does. I mean, I think given the fact that. It's it's the AFC. Well, the thing I see about the Patriots is every other team in that division got better in the offseason, and they didn't. So I think it's going to be between them and the Jets for the seller of that division. I, and yeah. the Jets just took a hit yeah. this week yeah. with uh, Zach, Zach Wilson. Wilson tearing up his meniscus. He's having surgery Tuesday. Right. Uh, and they, 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 they're saying two to four weeks – but they really won't know until they get in there and see. You know, right. the same bone bruise. The bone bruise is going to be the bigger issue oh, that, yeah, from the bone bruise is going to be the bigger issue from the meniscus. But I, I've known people that have had that meniscus surgery, and they that knee was never the same. True, true. I mean, I I still think you know I still think 
the Jets, even with Zach Wilson, unless he made a huge jump in last year. I mean, I, I could I, rattle not, off some stats not, yeah, on him. I'm not but sold on him yet. No, he's, I don't think anybody really is sold. He's, I mean, he's, he's athletic. He yeah. definitely proved that on the injury play. He's not very big, though. No, he's not big. He's not big at all. And he, and he really doesn't have the track record. No. Yeah, he wowed. Uh, he held the you, ball almost three point what eight seconds yeah. last year. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, and he. I mean, so he, that to me tells me that he doesn't even see the field. See he, the field. He, he. I don't know what he's looking at pre-snap. I mean, I just, I just don't know. Well, and, and another huge injury they suffered was uh, Mikael Becton, yeah. the offensive line. Yeah, that was their out anchor. for the year again. Yeah, they're um, they're in the cellar. They made some, you know, just just if we have some Jet fans out there. You know, I'm I'm real high on on their draft. Real good running backs. Yeah, I'm high on their draft and their backfield, their receivers. Defensively, they were woeful. Um, you know, but they got Quentin Williams. Hopefully, he had a he had a rough year last year. Hopefully, he returns to form. Carl Lawson is back. Mm-hmm. Um, they got an old old C.J. Mosley, middle linebacker, but. You know, if we talk about some of my favorite players oh, ever, yeah. he's always up well, there. Well, CJ, my list. you know, he, he's lost some time due to injury, but I think he wants to reestablish himself to his glory days with the Ravens when he was All Pro every year. Right. Um, so if, if CJ can get back to the CJ of old, they've got somebody to lead that defense. Exactly. Let's, right. let's talk let's, about Sauce Gardner real quick. Oh yeah, I, I, that's I, a good I, pickup. I, that's a good pickup. I'm a fan. I'm yeah, a fan. He, I'm a fan. He is. He's a huge frame. He's perfect for – he's perfect to lock down. He might be another Revis. And, and, and he's got one of the best nicknames yeah. in all of football. Yeah. <laughs> he's good. But no, I, I, I like what the Jets have done. I think the only only move for the Jets is up. And I really think the Jets are, are oh, they, going to they be – They probably, of all the teams, yeah. had the best draft this past year. Yeah. You know, I, I like what the Giants – both the New York teams, because I like what the Giants did, and we'll talk sure. about that next week. But uh, no, the bill, the bills certainly, certainly. Yeah, the bills, the, the bills are the class of that division. I think the Dolphins are knocking on the door. I don't think they quite can come through that door yet. But I think, I think they're going to surprise the folks. I All think, right. I think, I think Tua is going to silence the critics this year. I do too. I agree with that. And uh, it, we might be a little bit of a homer on that one. But yeah. I, I looked at at uh, PFF a lot. I looked at a lot of the. The analytics on Tua and man, I'm and and just knowing Tua and and knowing what that prior coaching staff did to did him. to him. Yeah, to I'm was, I'm in his corner, man. He, I'm in his corner. I'm I'm repping his jersey tonight. Right. I'm you know that's specifically repping yeah, his he, jersey. He was set up to fail by the, that past coaching staff. Sure, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that he came out of it with his head still high. I mean, it just shows goes to show what character the character this young man and that's why i'm behind him really just because of his character and his teammates love him and i i I really expect we'll we'll have a whole podcast on tour during the season (laughs) yeah i I expect i expect great things from him this year all right let's go to what i consider the best division top to bottom i consider it's the best in the nfl best best in the nfl top to bottom you got four teams that legit could could be playoff teams. All right, you say you say your team name that you think's the best in the division, and I'm gonna say my team name that's the best in the division at the same time. I'm still going Chiefs. I said same time. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> no, you done blew it. <laughs> well, I thought when I I thought I was setting it up for you to 
Nah. You probably you probably going Chargers. No, nah, it's definitely yeah, definitely not going to be. No, no, I'm not. You're not going Chargers. I haven't decided really, honestly. Okay. I'm I'm still, I still up in the air. You know, the Chiefs. We'll start there since that's the one I I, I blurted out. Okay. Um, you know, to me, the big question there is is how bad are they going to miss Tyreek? And uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be interested to see how Mahomes because. Because Mahomes had statistically his worst season last year, but he still threw for 4,800 yards and 37 mm-hmm. touchdowns. So that's like better than 95% of the league. Right. So I think we're judging Mahomes by a, by a, a higher standard. A higher standard. Yeah. But to me, I said it earlier, he's, he, he's better when he's off schedule. And Tyreek Hill is the perfect off-schedule receiver. That's where Tyreek got. He got a lot of his That's yards and catches was when when the pocket would break down, Mahomes yeah. would, would scramble. And I don't think McCole Hardman is is a direct plug and play. No, there's no direct plug. No, and play I think it's going to be. I think it's going to have to be a combination of, of Sky and 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 Hardman. Uh, to but you know I, I'm not sold on their their running backs. No, I don't. I don't even. I've think never, Andy Reid sold on their running yeah, backs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, they're talking about Pacheco, maybe you know, getting the playing time over Alaire. He's he's good. You know, I think Alaire is good, but Alaire's little. You know, and he, he, you know, the NFL is just it's brutal. I don't and, know that he can take that beating. Right. And they lost some players off their defense. So I, I think I don't think the Chiefs did anything to get better this. No, I mean Frank Clark is 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 their core mm-hmm. of their D line, and and he's he's slipping. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's a year older. He's a year older. He has to improve. I like the Karloftis draft pick. Mm-hmm. I think he's got the potential to lock down one side, but he's more of a run yeah. end than a rush end. And but losing Tyrone Ty, uh, Tyrone Matthew, Matthew, yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's big. he was he was the leader of that defense. Yeah, they picked up Justin Reed, and that might be a wash in terms of uh, play, but play, but not but the in the locker room. Yeah, not, that's yeah. what I mean. The intangible. Yeah, that's why I was I was giving you props yeah. on that comment. <laughs> well, you set it up. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Because the Badger intangible. man, the Badgers, there's something about him that's yeah. just different. He 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 brings the best different. out of everybody around him. So I don't I don't know. I I think. Uh, it's hard to pick against the like Chiefs. Like I said, they're they're going to be. They got I still off. think they're a ten-win team. Oh yeah, I do. I still think they're a ten-win team, but I think the Chargers are are right there. But they they seem to to lay an egg. They do. They do. But you know, last year all they had to do was tie the Raiders. And and they they lost that game, so they don't make the playoffs. I know. And their coach, their coach, is he gonna? Is he going to improve? I mean, he, I, I'm I'm almost positive the owner has told him to dial it back a little right. bit on on going for it, you know. And I think I think if he can correct that, I mean, he's going to have to get out of those analytics because he's living off of those analytics so much. Right. But um, I think he does temper that down, and and they have arguably top three talented quarterback in the league who's only getting better. Every year, but I think for them this season it's it's playoff or bust. You know, well, I think it, I think the AFC West is like that in general, really. Yeah, Chargers they're built for for Super Bowl. 
Chiefs, they've been there. Right. They're built for Super Bowl. Denver, with their additions, right. they're built for Super Bowl. Right. And then you, and got, then the you got the Raiders. And then you got the Raiders, who's not Devontae bad. Adams and who's going to lose in this division? It's, it's got to be the Raiders. It's, it's going to be a tough division. It has to be the Raiders. I mean, the Chargers are elite. They, and they brought in Khalil Mack yes. and J.C. Jackson in their yeah, secondary. The, the Khalil Mack move, you know, I mentioned earlier the Von Miller to the Bills. Yeah. The Khalil Mack move to the Chargers. So if the Von Miller was 1A, that was 1B. Statistically, he's the best overall defensive end against the, the rush and the, pass. Yeah, the, the, being able to play them both. Play them both, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he shores up their weakness, man. And their their secondary was good last year. I mean, I I see the I see the Chargers. It won't surprise me if the Chargers take that division. I, like I said, I, I'm still gonna go with the Chiefs till they get knocked off. You know, yeah. experience says a lot. It's kind of like the Patriots in in the East, right? You know, they knew how to win that division every year. Yeah. So until somebody else knows that they have the confidence to knock off the Chiefs. You know, sometimes it's just a mental block. I think the Dolphins have that with the Bills. True. Uh, so I think, you know, well, if they if they can ever get over that hump. Yeah, they definitely have they to can get be dangerous. Over, they have to get over the hump. What do you think about Denver? Uh, you know, that, the question there, of course, they, they lost Patrick, which was a, a big loss to their receiving core. But yeah. they still have Sutland and Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. And I got the tight end, and I'm, I, I pronounced his name last week, and I'm not even going to attempt it this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna call him the emerging tight end, man. <laughs> call him O. Big O. Yeah, yeah Big O. Um, so they've got the weapons. They, I saw Gordon's banged up again a little bit. Uh, nah, he's always banged but, yeah, up. I ain't, um, I ain't worried about Melvin. The, the getting... def- Denver's always had a solid defense. Uh, yeah, but so, they lost Vic Fangio though. That's this that's is true. That's, that's, that's a big. big that's a that's big, a big loss. loss. Their coordinator. If they can be. Seamless without him, but I, you know, they brought in Randy Gregory, and I think Randy Gregory gives them maybe a fill in for Von Miller, right? So, um, so to me, and the then qu- they have maybe the best secondary, yeah, yep. I mean, they got a lockdown corner on one side, yep, yep. and Ron, they brought in Ronald Darby this year, so that's another good corner on the other side of Sertan, yeah. So, I mean, they're gonna be now. Good. The question for me is, was, was, is Russ the missing piece? I know? think he is, man. I, I have Chargers. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders. Wow, you could throw them in a hat and pick one out, and, and I mean, it, it could be the right pick. I mean, the Raiders. You know, I, the thing the thing about the Raiders to me is I'm just Josh McDaniel has to prove himself as a head coach because yeah. he's and been brutal. And that's why I, I've got them probably in the cellar, even though it's it might even be a winning record. Oh, it's but good. It, I think it's going to be cellar. a winner. I don't you know, think right around anyone. nine and eight, uh, uh, eight and nine. I got them. I got them nine and eight or ten and seven. Yeah. Ten. I don't know if they can the get to ten. ten is going to be because, iffy because of the division. The division, right? Sure, I agree. They, they got to handle their business outside of the division, they which will. they can. I think they will. Um, I mean, Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, their secondary got some holes. I, I mean, we can talk about their offense if you want. I mean, I think their offense is is great. I, their their O line is like average. Right. I'm ready to see you know the the car Devontae. Me too. Reuniting you know after college. Yeah. And, the question is is does Devontae make that big of a difference? Does he make that big of a difference right. for them? I mean, I think I think Devontae Adams is a quarter. He he's a faceless quarterback. 
He doesn't. It doesn't matter which quarterback. Right. You plug yeah, and play he's any gonna, quarterback. He's going to be open. He's All you got to do is throw it his way. And he's going to catch. It's kind of like Michael Thomas with the Saints. He's open. Always open. I agree. I mean, I, that's clearly the best. That's clearly the best division. It so, is. Something Absolutely. has to give. Absolutely. All right. So I basically, I had three teams that I called my playoff locks, and now you make me. Second guess one of them. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. <laughs> you're I'm making glad. me sec- you're making me second guess the Chiefs. But like I said, they've they've place. They've been Chiefs. right there every year. So until until somebody knocks them off, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel, go with that 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 stance. I got, so you I got, got to show you. I got the Colts. Yeah, uh, I'm the Missouri. I'm from the Show Me State. Um, so I got the Colts, the Chiefs, and the Bills as playoff locks. All right, I got the Bills, I got Cincinnati, I got Indianapolis, and I got the Chargers okay. as my playoff as lock. locks. My wild card, Denver, KC, okay. and the Vegas. You got so you're saying maybe that all four whole, of those teams can make whole the playoffs. Division's gonna make the playoffs this year. Okay, okay. My, uh, now tell me if that com- if that comes to fruition, right? That's my. I'm not gonna call that a lock, right? But and I got the Dolphins, you know, as a, you know, I got them on the bubble. Yeah, yeah. My bubble teams were the Bengals because, like I said, I that division is tough to tough to figure out. Um, the Bengals, so I had the Bengals and the Ravens both as as bubble teams because I don't think both of them can make the playoffs. But whichever team between yeah. those two wins the division, yeah, I've got in the playoffs. I agree. I've got the Dolphins as a bubble team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos, obviously, the Chargers, obviously, the Raiders, obviously, and and the <laughs> Titans. Yeah, I, I almost had the Titans in it as so my bubble. I, I'm close to what you we're, we're we're close, but a little different. And then, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I think he's, he's second guessing himself. I think no. I, earlier, I said that that to me, the Colts have the easiest path to the number one seed. And I just see Matty Ice and JT, you know, just like the Titans last season had the number one seed. Yeah. And they weren't really the best team, but they no. had the number one seed. That's a huge that's a huge I, advantage I, that yeah. time of the year so, in the dome. In the cold. We know what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, we were there last year. It's so, cold you know, in Indianapolis. As far as conference you. as far as conference champs, man, I'm I'm liking the Colts. But not as much as the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I still I think the Bills have got the most talent. I think they're out to avenge what happened to them last year. Yeah. You know, that heartbreaker. I think that's a motivating factor. I think the Von Miller yeah. edition. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if any – any even though the AFC is loaded, I just don't – I see the Bills right now as – Yeah, I think the Bills are clearly the best team in the NFL. Yeah. I got the Bills against the Chargers, and I got the Bills emerging. Yeah. Okay. I got the Bills emerging in the AFC. I think they're the best team. Okay. I mean, that's well, – I think we, we, I, we uh, covered a lot of – There's some teams that you can argue, oh, and, yeah, and anything can happen. Anything absolutely. Can there's happen. always – I mean, there's always some some team comes out of nowhere, does what you don't expect, and and then the, or and there's and there's injuries that that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Screw up. You can't factor that in. I yeah. Mean, you, 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 all you all you can do is look at it from where they are right now and 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 what we 
think can happen. Yeah, definitely. I like I like the Bills. I think we agree on that. We we had a little bump in the road on on our West a little bit, but I think that West could go anywhere. Oh, absolutely. Like I it said, you can clearly go. You can throw the four teams in a hat, shake yeah. it up, pull one out, and and be right. That's right. Um, that's just that's the best division in football. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that brings to an end our, our AFC preview, unless there was anything you no, wanted think, to add. No, I think that's good. I, I, I You know, we try to try to keep a, a little bit more of the analytics out of our discussion. Right, right. You know, I don't want to bore everybody with, you I mean, know, we, hell, he's, he's, you know, .68 on his short passes. I mean, it's just, you know, redundant. You can go right. to PFF and, and do that research yeah. for yourself. Yeah, I think go online and look at yeah. the stats. Now we obviously that goes into a lot of, of my decision making in terms right. of how I feel well, about you wanna, yeah, you wanna, players. You wanna have facts to back yeah. up your opinions. You know, that's 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 natural. No, I'm I'm good with that. I okay. I think our, our analysis was was good. Um okay. I hope there's some people that disagree. I would love yeah. to argue yeah. with one yeah. of you. Yeah, email us uh, you know Sure. Bourbon buzzing ball and PR at gmail.com. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think what we should do now is rate head over to the shit. bar and <laughs> rate, rate that, that shit. shit. We've made our way over to the bar, and it's basically my favorite portion of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, it's time for us to rate that shit. We got a, uh, a scale of one through four. For us to rate our bourbons, uh, first of all, we rate things one. If if we think it's just it just didn't make the cut, right? We call that a brown bag. Number two, we we like it, but perhaps perhaps it's maybe a little high in proof or what have you. It needs maybe a splash of coke, some ginger ale. We call that a mixer. Number three, it's it's starting to get it's getting better. It's getting smoother. You can put a little uh, ice ball in there on the rocks. And last but not least, the way bourbon should be drank. Absolutely. And if it's good bourbon, it needs to be drank. Yeah. In its glass by itself, neat. neat. Yeah, you don't yeah. want you don't want to dilute it whatsoever. You want nah. to just enjoy all those notes and tastes. Yeah, if and you're picking a good bourbon, that's how yeah. that's how you should drink yes. it. So it's interesting. Normally we have three across here, but but today we only have two. We got a couple of outliers. I'll let Colby tell you what yeah, we're, we're doing. Gonna, we're gonna mix it up a little bit tonight. Uh, you know, when we did the bourbon trail last uh, winter, we wanted to go to the Lux Road Distillery, but we just ran out of time. Uh, it was just, we tried to cram too many visits into, into two days. I think we uh, ran out of brain cells too <laughs> yeah. a little bit because there might've been some drunk driving involved. I don't know. I mean, I, we'll, we'll say no, we'll say no. no, no never. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Uh, so, so four of the Luxro bourbons that that we were wanting to try was there's a couple of Ezra Brooks. We got an Ezra 99, and we got the Cask Strength, and then the two Yellowstones. And uh, so, rather than cram all four of them into this episode, since we're doing our NFL preview and we're doing AFC this week and NFC next week, I figured we'd do the same thing with the the Luxro yeah. uh, bourbons. That's so I think, think my liver thanks exactly, you Exactly, exactly. So we'll save the Yellowstones for next week. We'll talk about them next week, and we'll focus on the Ezra Brooks for tonight's right, show. Cool. Uh, so, like I said, they come from the Lux Road Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. Mm. The Ezra 99 is good value for, you know, a lot of proof for, for only 25 bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
so, and I don't know about you, but I have never tried either one of these. Never. This will be my first time on both of these, so I'm curious to see what we've got here. Me too. Me too. Uh, so this is 99 proof, $25. This is 120 proof, uh, $50. So now they're both high proof. You know, a lot of times we might have 80s, 90s. You know, we're looking at a 99 and a 120. So if, wow. if, you're, yeah. if you're new to bourbon tasting, yeah. don't just pick up that high proof, take a swig of it and be like, ah, you know. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna get yeah. that. You're gonna get that. What they call a Kentucky hug, that burn going burn down. A lot of that alcohol up front. Yeah, for people sure. call it the chew. That yeah. for that very first sip, they call it the chew. So go ahead and get that chew out of the way. Wake up your taste buds, but don't analyze it off of that first chew. So you really want to, you know, wake we, up the bourbon. We are professional. Though, so. <laughs> Of course, we've also been sipping on bourbon during our show. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one. You know, this one they say flies off the shelf. Well, for twenty five dollars and ninety nine proof, I mean, yeah. you, you you don't have to drink much of it to to feel it. No, it's got a nice, smooth kind of syrupy sweet. Well, I think both of these are are considered sweet bourbons. You know, in the uh, the caramel, vanilla, chocolate type of, of families. Um, you know, they're both, they, they both are made from a corn, rye, and malted barley mash. Yeah. That's very oaky. I'll tell you what though, for 99 proof, it, they really, I didn't really get a, a much of a burn. I got a lot of, I got a lot of, you know, alcohol up front. And then uh, on the back end, I'm getting I'm getting a lot of there's some spice, there's some, some spice. a little bit of nuttiness, mm -hmm. oak and nuttiness in that one for sure. Yeah, I, um, I'm not quite getting the the sweeter that I thought it was gonna. No, have. no, you know, early on from the nose, you know, it, it had a sweet smell to it. I was expecting a little bit sweeter, but I mean, I don't hate it. No, no, I don't hate it. I mean, you could do much worse for twenty five dollars. <laughs> I mean, I think going into a $25 bottle, to me, you know, going into a $25 bottle, I'm thinking mixer up front. Right. I'm always giving it the benefit of the doubt. Right. I mean, I don't want to brown bag nothing. Right. But to me, that one's a, that one's definitely a two for me. I'm it's with a, you. It's a mixer. It's the, I mean, for $25, I, I could go oh with yeah. that over a lot of uh, $35, $45 bottle yeah. range for a mixer. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, make an old fashioned out of that because I think I think that would taste good as old fashioned. Um, but like you, I'm, I'm with I'm total agreement with you on that one. That's yeah, there's like there's not a lot. It's of not a brown bag to you. You know, you know, you don't get a lot of different. Right. Like on on a lot of higher quality bourbons, or you know, like the Cooper mm -hmm. Cooper Craft. To me, I got a lot of back end flavor right. off of something like that. I didn't get a lot of back end flavor off of this. But. Yeah. Now, like I said, I got a little spice there at the very end, but uh, it's a solid two for me. I, I wouldn't brown bag it, and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a rocks. I think we both kind of just barely sipped, though. Yeah. I'm saving up for the big dog. Oh, yeah, dog. yeah, yeah. So this, this like I said, is the, the 120 proof, and this is also, some, you're supposed this, to get some oak. Out of this one, and this is a seven year. Is this yes, seven? yep. And uh, and look then also, me. look at me. I'm looking at color, and <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a seven. You can, I mean, that's a good color. I mean, you can tell it's been aged a little bit. 
And this one I get a I get a, a little bit more nose from yeah, this one. A little bit sure. sweet. Look. I almost I'm getting a, a caramel or a chocolate. Uh, I mean, I don't get a lot of leg off of off of these, you know. I don't I don't Well, that's not true on this one. I'm yeah, seeing a little some, leg. Yeah, you're right. I'm good. seeing it. So so definitely, you know, it's it to me it has the look that it's gonna be very flavorful. It's a lot of corn. It's actually seventy eight percent corn, ten percent rye, and twelve percent uh malted barley. So should give you a good sweet taste. Definitely rye. Definitely rye. What do you think? Are you sitting on that a little bit? For 120 proof. No, it, it doesn't it's really smooth. It's it's real smooth. I don't I don't get 120 proof out of it. I like it. I like it. You can definitely tell. You can you can taste the rye. You can feel the rye. I always feel the rye more than you do the weeded bourbon right. for sure. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I you know from a from from its mash standpoint, I think it's good. I think it's smooth, but I just don't like that medicinal back end. Right, like that residual flavor on my tongue right now. I'm not a huge fan. I feel like I'm, I'm getting more of a, a residual, you know, medicinal flavor, like the tannins in it, yeah. you know, the dryness. Yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't rank up there with my favorites. Me neither. Me neither. I, in fact, I, I like this one. This one was more enjoyable. It didn't to quite had a bite on the tail end that that, that one's one. got. Right. And what'd you say the price of that one was? That one's fifty. Fifty. And that I was twenty-five. Fifty dollars. That's not. That's not bad for 120. No, nah, I mean you you're getting a lot of a lot of alcohol for that yeah. that price. Um, but like I said, we've rated some that I like a lot better. I mean, for 50 bucks, I, it would be really low on my list. I mean, I honestly, it's gonna be a two for me. It's gonna be a, yeah, it's gonna be a mixer. Yeah, I'm with uh, you on that. I'm with I mean, you I probably that. wouldn't mix it with anything. I don't want people to get confused with our rating system just because we say it's a, a two, which we call a mixer that we wouldn't drink it. Yeah, I think most people would, know better to go spend fifty dollars right. on a bourbon then, to mix, yeah, to mix sure. with, with a coke or whatever. Uh, yeah. So no, I would drink it on the rocks. But, you go but as far a, as our rating yeah. system, yeah, that's definitely a mixer in our. Yeah, for sure. I'm going two on both of them. And I mean, if you're wanting to sip on something that is maybe a little more mellow than a traditional full rye, mm -hmm. that one that one's pretty good for that. But right. To me, it was just. Yeah, I was. A, I got too much of a of the burn of the hug, right? For me, yeah. So I, two and two. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm two and two as well. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's the way it is. But this is a good one. Twenty five dollars. Yeah. Twenty five dollars. Yeah. I think I think this would clearly need to be on everybody's shelf. This is a good guest bourbon. Save your will it. That's right. Save your will it. Yeah, for. Somebody that doesn't Wellers doesn't, and... doesn't appreciate it. You uh, you don't want to maybe get you some some Ezra Brooks ninety nine and pour it into your pot still Willet bottle <laughs> and you can tell them they're drinking Willet. They might not know any I'm not Well, speaking that. of Willet, I'm going back to the Willet. And have you got something to? Yeah, yeah, I'll go back to my American. So we're uh, sure. That that wraps up another episode. Uh, you know, I hope that uh, people are enjoying what we're 
you know, the content we're putting down and we're trying to get better each week and we're learning and try to, you know, improve the, the aesthetics of the show. Yeah. You know, get, yeah. get the lighting better, the, the sound quality better, throw some, you know, for people that are watching us on YouTube, throw some extra features in there to, to make it, you know, a little bit less monotonous. Uh, so we're, we're trying to improve with each episode. We're learning. You know, this was our first experience. You sure. know, we, we came into this completely blind and cold. And, you know, so we, we hope that, that you see the improvement each week. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, you know, check out all of our socials. You want to give them the socials, no, I mean, you can. the socials are, you know, we're on YouTube. We're on TikTok. Instagram, Instagram, you can Spotify, Apple. Spotify, Apple. You can email us at bourbonbuzzandballinpr at gmail.com. You know, if you like us, man, smash that like button. Yeah. We need uh, we need some feedback. We need some some likes. We need some shares. If you don't like us, drive on. We're having a good time, man. I, <laughs> I don't I don't sweat anybody. No, no, we can what we're putting out yeah. because we're putting out some quality stuff. I. I've listened to a lot of people talk, and and we we're up there with them. We just a little unrefined, and we ain't, yeah. we ain't throwing well, a lot of money at the podcast. Well, it's funny because I was I was driving home today, and I was thinking of future topics and episodes, and I was like, we need to do a show about why how does blank still have a job? <laughs> and you know, I'm thinking of like some of these. ESPN reporters or experts or yeah, you know, uh, Skip Bayless. And I'm like, we, you know, we need to do a show show and just, you know, how do these people still have a job? But anyway, that's, that's for, that's not going to be next week's show. No, next week's show. Next week's show, we'll, we'll open it with a toast. Yeah. And, uh, then we'll go from the toast to coming in hot. Like we always do talk about some current events. Uh, then we'll do part two of our NFL preview. We'll do the NFC next week. And then we'll be back to rate the two Yellowstones next oh, week. Uh, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, the, there's a drastic difference between these two. Uh, so we'll – Drastic difference in price yeah, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so, so we'll be interested. Yeah, we'll – Yeah, I, I'm, I, I've, I've tried that one before, and I do like it. I've never tried that one, so I'm looking forward to trying that one next week. And uh, we'll rate that shit and have another good time. Excellent. So, until next week, cheers. Cheers.